0: Welcome to NLL Jones and the Temple Film. I'm Steve, and returning are our co-host again, Brad. It's Halloween. This is the Halloween episode. Uh, what are you going to be for Halloween?
2: Well, I decided not to be a clown. I'm probably going to go as Jeffrey Dahmer or Leatherface.
0: Dude, you know there's going to be so many Dahmers out there this year? Like the college kids?
3: You're going to be shirtless Dahmer? <laughs>
0: oh, no, I don't
2: have the abs for that. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, no. it scares people. That would scare some people for a different reason. Like,
0: uh, uh, Chris, are you dressing up at all?
3: Uh, no. Like I said, anniversary. I, I mean, I, maybe, maybe I'll dress up nice. Yeah, maybe she wants you to a, dress up for a change. I'll wear something with buttons on it. Just come as uh, one of the Dumb and Dumber tuxedos, <laughs> swirling the cane around. You ready to go on a date? And start smacking shit with it.
0: I think I'm just gonna go in my onesie again this year. But if it's if it's too warm outside, then I actually have to make up a costume. But that onesie man, when it's cold outside, is fucking awesome. Yeah.
3: I normally go as Finn from Adventure Time when he's dressed up in the union suit, the old demon right. hat. Nice. So it's just I just wear pajamas over my clothes. Yeah, I, it's awesome.
0: If you get the man, if you get a comfortable one, it's perfect. All right, we are finishing off our Halloween franchise review where we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And once again, I actually for people out there in the video world, I got the Shell Factory and this which I got for a steal. I got this for one dollar. Um, I mean, it's not a huge steal. I don't know actually how much number four are, but they're probably like 15, 20 bucks, I imagine.
3: I have I have the other one with the, the lady with the chainsaw cover.
0: Uh, see, OK, that's so that's why at this. Ours, ours is
3: different. Yeah, I have that one. And it has this. Mine doesn't
0: have, have um any names or credits or anything like
3: that. Oh, that's the same tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine's that with that, like a normal tape on the back.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know
3: what's up with this one
0: because it's not a screener copy. So, uh, for anyone out in YouTube, you can see, um, I have no idea how it, uh, what's up with that one. It's really weird. Uh, I've never seen any tape like that except screeners, you know, screeners will just have like advertisements and shit on it or sometimes two different covers, but I don't know. But, uh, we're, we're getting into the weird and wacky cause this one, this movie's something, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know really how to describe some of this. I mean, we're going to try our best here, but I mean, you got a drag queen Leatherface. <laughs> you, you've got Matthew McConaughey just going at like 12 or 13 on a 10 scale. <laughs> it's nuts.
2: Yeah, yeah, you get even like a little secret society conspiracy theory later on. So we're going to sprinkle that in. That was kind of popular in the mid-90s. Or for yeah, so
3: many movies I, I watch have that.
0: I know. I mean, Halloween six, I mean, there was the whole thorn thing, but Halloween six got more deep into it. the secret society. was just like, I, I guess I don't know the, the Illuminati and stuff like that. I don't know why that was so popular in the nineties or,
3: or just rich people suck.
0: What you, but you gotta admit that baby blood makes you young,
3: I guess. Yes. Come on. I'll try it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Don't pretend, <laughs> don't pretend if you saw a cup of a little baby blood, you wouldn't take a sip. Well, I'm interested, and I'm here.
2: That's how they get you started. I
3: mean, it's just going to go in the trash, right?
0: I mean, you know, those Democratic parties are fun. Baby blood, all the fun stuff. Pizza, it's great. All right, let's get into the quick facts on this bad boy. Directed by Kim Hinkle, you might remember his name because he was one of the original writers of the first one. Characters were based on him and by him and Toby Hooper uh he directed and wrote this so this is a one-man sh- well not a complete one-man show but still you know you got one of the original guys coming back uh so you know you would think all right this is gonna go back to more of the original and it kind of does and then kind of doesn't at all like not even close like <laughs> like tone <laughs> not even close but there mm. there is kind of like a mirroring of, you know, like, oh, people are in a car. People get caught. People go to the dinner scene. They escape, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, this is kind of like four movies in a row where they basically kind of follow the same template just with the
3: different tones. It's just they just really like to eat
2: as a family. What's your problem? Yeah, you have a problem with family values, don't you? Yeah. I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I just think like at this point, clearly the franchise is like creatively bankrupt. Like They don't have much more. (laughs) Well,
2: they're they're looking everything they have. Yeah, they bring in Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger. I mean, you're bringing in the big guns and that's kind of keeping you afloat here. It's like,
0: well, they had no idea they were big guns at the time. She wasn't anybody at the time. Yeah, this was right before uh, Jerry Maguire and whatever. She's Make like, I
3: felt her like her. some of the stuff was illegal we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sure right? It
0: was.
3: When he, I mean, when he steps on her, it does not look held back or fake at all. Uh, you know, when Matthew McConaughey is stepping on, uh, I can't remember the character's name.
1: But, Heather. Uh, is Heather. Is Heather? His, his
3: girlfriend. Just, yeah. Uh, no, it's uh Darla. Darla? Darla? Darla. Yeah, just smashing yeah. her face, and it, it looks full on real.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's really throwing her around. uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. It appears anyway. Um, Well, you know, this wasn't made by a major studio. This is one of those where they had, you know, independent money traveling around and like Kim Hinkle's, you know, camper doing the makeup and stuff like that. And they were trying to sell it. Um, And I think they ended up selling it at uh, South by Southwest, the film festival in Texas. That's right yeah and, and Joe Bob
2: Briggs that's where Joe Bob Briggs wrote about it or talked about it and gave it like glowing a glowing recommendation
0: yeah I think at one time didn't he say this was better than one and
3: two
2: yeah, something yeah. like that yeah said referring to it as a flick so terrifying and brilliant that it makes the other two chainsaw sequels seem like after school specials
3: yeah the sequels two and three okay I mean yeah I'm still not gonna go that far but uh... I, I I will agree
0: I think the second one's
3: just a masterpiece sequel of like me and and brad didn't like it until we talked about it though yeah i i get it so yeah imagine watching them individually by yourself Mm -hmm. yeah
0: see i think yeah that's a problem number two is and i think this one too is closer to you got to watch it in a group to enjoy it number three you can't enjoy it in any setting and then number one it doesn't matter because it's a classic but you know, you look at this, it had a budget of approximately 600000 Um, Now, after Columbia Pictures bought it, this thing went to some weird stuff. Like, they released it in very limited theaters in the United States, barely made any money. Then they uh, released it internationally, like in Japan, and then released a laser disc in Japan. It didn't do very well. And then they canned this thing for two years because they knew... Renee, Renee Zellweger was going to star in a Jerry Maguire movie with um, Tom Cruise and they're like, there's a chance she could get big and they knew at the same time Matthew McConaughey had been been gaining steam and I forgot what he was starring in at this time so they decided to collectively can it wait a while, re-edit it, retitle it and re-release it and that's what they did in 1997 that's why it just sat on the shelf for a while because they waited until they became popular
3: I mean that's really smart they did that with 12 monkeys because Brad Pitt was doing an interview with the vampire at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can't work. The problem with this is like when they re-released it, they didn't put it into a bunch of theaters. They did no marketing. And then they just dropped it on home video because they were afraid that Matthew McConaughey's people would blacklist Columbia pictures, which you don't want any type of big star blacklisting your production house. So you're like, <sighs> or your distribution so it was, you know, kind of the politics game. It worked Ended up getting dropped uh, on home video. It did all right. They were surprised uh, because it was coming off the high of all these new horror movies coming out after Scream
1: and people
0: were kind of like getting back into horror. So it did all right on home video. I don't know if they actually made money because I think they ended up buying the rights for the movie for like one point five million. So Whoever fronted the money for the film, you know, I'm sure it was a collection of people from the original one who did it, Kim Hinkle and all them. They they probably saw some a little bit of profit. Not a huge amount, but you know, hell doubling your money. I'm sure you got to pay off some investors and stuff like that. But you probably got a little
3: bit. They consider movies flops when they make like two to three times as much as it costs. I was like, I'd be happy with that. Two million dollar movie making six million. Well, like if you just sell it, like if you make a movie for
0: two million and sell it to a distribution place for six million, you just you made profit instantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the people who distribute it and then do all the marketing and stuff like that. They're the ones fronting the cost for the marketing. So if they pay two million dollars for a movie and then spend two million dollars on marketing and it just makes six in the box office, you know, there's going to be extra costs somewhere. So they basically made nothing. You know, it's got to get up to like twice its money or like three times before you start to see like real profits. You know, because that's just the way it works. There's a lot of these like just hidden cost in distribution, um, and that's why they end up selling a lot of the international rights. I think because they just don't want to deal with it. It's too much money.
2: It's too much. Get rid of the yeah. Uh, get rid of the overhead and just yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: All right. So it was released on home uh, in South by Southwest in 1995, but was released on home video on August 29th, 1997. And it is starring Renee Zellweger as Ginny, Matthew McConaughey as Velmer, Robert Jacks as Leatherface, Tony Perinsky as Darla, uh, Lisa Mary Numar as Heather, Joe Stevens as Walter Edward, I don't even know who Walter Edward is. John Harrison as Sean and Tyler Cohn as Barry. Oh, Barry.
2: Yeah, I got things. I gotta, before you start, though, August 29th, 1997, wasn't that Judgment Day?
0: Oh, shit. Are you right? I don't know. Let's look it up.
3: Is in Terminator or is it biblical? Yeah. Terminator. Oh, my God, you're right.
2: Oh my god. I've only seen that movie like I've only seen that movie about a hundred times. I think I remember that part.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I kind of like this movie a whole lot more now. I don't... Oh, he's sweet. Uh for anyone out there in podcast world, uh Chris just showed off the Terminator Skull. So or the T uh T eight hundred, I believe, right? I know Brad's seen it a hundred times. That's the T-800,
2: right? T-800, yeah.
0: Yeah. I know some things. I just don't know the date. I'm mostly a fan of all the incredible models. All right. Let's listen to the trailer for this movie.
1: Each of us has known the fear of being alone lost in the darkness faced with the unknown but there is one fear shrouded in our past lost in our subconscious that should never have been forgotten a fear so deep it cuts to the bone the american legend returns to bring you back to the cutting edge of terror. Welcome to my world. What ah, are you doing? huh? you doing? you you of A Time to Kill, Renee Zellweger of Jerry Maguire. Are you having fun yet? <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. If looks good kill. He wouldn't need a chainsaw.
0: All right, let's go on to the VHS trailers on this one, which is a funny story because Chris had none on his. Uh, But I got a whole shit ton. We got Dream for an Insomniac with Jennifer Aniston. Never seen it. Just looks like a rom-com, but it's kind of like an artsy-fartsy rom-com, maybe. Yeah, never heard of it. It's some
2: really good comedic timing. Yeah. That's what she's known for.
0: Uh, we've got Killing Time, a British spy film. The only name I noticed on this is uh, Neil Marshall, apparently edited it. So that that's pretty interesting. And Neil Marshall, who did Dog Soldiers and uh, a bunch of other stuff. he's And a lot of um, Game of Thrones episodes. Fantastic. I mean, he did the Battle of Blackwater Bay, which is one of the greatest episodes oh, yeah. ever. So... Uh, We've got U-Turn, an Oliver Stone movie with Sean Penn and a shit ton of other actors, Jennifer Lopez, just the list goes on. I'd never seen of this. I would never heard of this. And I've I heard I of U-Turn, but
3: it's not the right one. Yeah. Isn't there a horror movie U-Turn? Oh, Wrong Turn. No, it's Wrong
0: Turn. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: what I was thinking of the whole time, too.
0: Hmm. I don't know. You ever heard of that one, Brad?
2: Not until now.
0: And yeah, me neither. And then we got The Assignment with Bing, Ben Kingsley and Donald Sutherland. This just looked like a 90s, like, dad spy thriller. Like, your dads are sitting on the couch like, ooh, this looks pretty good.
2: So ben Kingsley's like, dude's been old. He's like Wilford Brimley. He's been old for, like, 50 years now.
0: Uh, yeah, and he's always playing, like, some foreign character. Like this one, I don't know where he was from in the Middle East. And I'm like, he's like,
2: yeah, playing some Middle Eastern guy or some British guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's I mean, always
2: old and he's been old since I was a little kid.
3: I like he's... looking up an actor and you're like, yeah, they must have been like 50 or 60 in that, and then you're like huh? <laughs> 24,
2: huh? <laughs>
0: 24
3: years old. Oh,
0: he. there's no way Ben Kingsley was 24 in 97. No, no. But I get your point. Um, yeah, some of those actors, though, like they looked like they've been old forever. I get it. I mean, Ben Kingsley paid, uh, what, Gandhi in the middle of the 80s or something? And that's, look, again, playing in, uh, an Indian.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's just from Britain, right? I think he's from like, British? Yeah, somewhere in England, yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't know if he has any sort of Middle Eastern uh, blood. I, I doubt it. I guess Ben Kingsley just they white, he's fine. He can whitewash things. He's that's fine. He's
3: he's too good of an actor. <laughs> no one says shit about Ben Kingsley. We we should get an actual Indian to play. Ben Ben Kingsley? Uh never mind. Fuck it. We're running with Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I didn't know we could get him. <laughs> I'm not saying no to
0: him. Uh and then the last one is I still know what you did last summer.
3: This is a great movie.
0: Yeah. I know that's highly entertaining. The last time I watched it, which was a couple of years ago, I think during the beginning of COVID, I don't know why I
3: watched it during the beginning of
0: COVID, but I did. And I'm like,
3: wow, this holds up. Dude, I quote it all the time. Like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you
0: waiting what for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. God, that movie's great. All right, let's get on to our feature presentation.
1: And now, our feature presentation.
0: Okay, we got
3: another crawl. <laughs> got another text
0: crawl. <laughs>
2: All four, baby. Just another Highlander spoken intro. I mean, this we get those.
3: It's been every movie since Highlander that has had a title crawl. Every movie you guys have been on.
2: Every movie should have one of these. Yeah. Hi-Bow. I love it,
3: man. It just brings you right up to speed.
0: <laughs> this one is like the opening scroll said that no one was caught from the original attack in 70. 70- I think it's in 74 in this one. I don't know. Um, and that 10 years went past and nothing happened. And then two incidents happened back to back and then five years, nothing. And then we go on to May 22nd, 1994, very specific date.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, why they don't you be so specific? I guess it's like,
0: <laughs> couldn't you just say 1994? Like no one gives, like, I guess you could say May 94. We would get it with prom and everything, but
2: or spring of 94.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> they just kind
3: of always go too far with these scrolls.
0: 8 p.m. May 22nd, one.
2: 1994, yeah. Central Standard Time.
3: I don't want to sound like a dork, but I didn't go to prom. Is prom at the end of the school year? I thought it was yeah, a little... yeah, Is Yeah,
0: roughly
2: it... the end, yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, because we graduated like May 25th, so yeah. Yeah,
0: home- homecoming's at the beginning of the year and prom's at the end.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, of course I know that. I've went to all of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what homecoming was really for until like a couple years ago. Uh, like, I don't either. I just, so let's educate. For your, alumni home? To, your alumni to come home, I guess. So I just like, oh, that makes sense. But it like, took me like until I was a grown ass man to figure that out.
0: I never even gave two shits about what it
3: meant. <laughs> no, I just went. I was like, you, dance. No, I'm playing D&D this week and I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I mean, a lot of these dates, like some of them are self-explanatory back in the day when we had Columbus Day, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't even know what it's called now, Indigenous People Day. I, I honestly don't know. I Something like that. But anyway, like some of them are obvious, President's Day and stuff like that. And then, there, then you got Labor Day. And as a kid, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm off for school, so I'm all about it.
3: <laughs> I don't think half the people that celebrate it know what it means, but, yeah.
0: All right, so after we get past the scroll, we get uh, some people going to prom. We get introduced to Barry, Heather, Ginny, and Sean.
2: First off, we get that long close-up, just a really uncomfortable long close-up of Renee Zellweather's lips. So, and then we get the same thing later on with Leatherface in the movie.
0: Yeah, I was reading that they cut like a whole, like a couple minutes out of the beginning, where apparently it showed that Renee Zellweger's um father was abusive and kind of alluded that he might be molesting her i was like oh joy
2: (laughs) it doesn't really add anything to the movie but okay this is like supposedly taking place in 1996 so this is like right this is i know that part of the i know that time scale really well so that's me that's my neighborhood right there no this is
0: 94. 94
2: okay so i still you know i still i was still finishing up high school about that time so this is really getting to be like when you see the haircuts
3: when Mm -hmm. you see the
2: teacher drinking on school grounds i mean that's shit that went on
3: yeah Yeah, i was like this movie is totally 90s and i am loving it uh that was back in
0: the day when they didn't give a shit who went to prom (laughs) i remembered this like 25 year old guy was at our prom and i'm like
2: Oh yeah, mm. there's a girl I went to high school with. That brought this like 28 year old dude there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to prison. That's
0: that's midwestern. That's a midwestern prom. There, we're we're way too polite to ask them to leave. Well, I'm I'm sure they bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, teacher drinking on campus. That really weird girl that was trying to explain to Heather where Barry was. Or no, no, like the, the teacher said like, oh, yeah, I thought you guys broke up. And she's like, she's, she's, I don't know. She's just weird. And I'm like, what
3: is going oh, yeah. on? Yeah. She it was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't understand. Going.
0: Like, that's my first note. I go, what? Why are we in 1990? And I said, why? What does it matter if it's May 22nd? And then my second note is, what the hell is wrong with this girl? I
2: think she's tripping <laughs> balls, man. She'd like some acid or something.
3: Yeah, and <laughs> I was stroking out.
2: Uh, Well, then we get the 28-year-old Heather catching 30-year-old boyfriend Barry making out with another girl.
3: It's just one kiss. What, I can't hang out with my friends anymore? (laughs) Yeah. It Uh, was just the tip. What's wrong? Because I need sex or I'll get
0: cancer. (laughs) What did he say? He said, okay, so he didn't say, um, oh, I forgot. He's like, guys need sex or they'll get Get prostate cancer. But he didn't say prostate. He said, like, prostate aesthetic no what did he, he said it wrong um <laughs> which like, my dad's I a guess doctor
2: was... so i know these things
3: <laughs> yeah he's been telling people that his whole life just tells <laughs> girls that guys need sex and they get cancer oh
0: yeah when heather runs off and then you find you know uh, renee zellweger and sean in the backseat smoking weed and like renee zellweger is just like doesn't take any shit
3: from
2: barry she's well, like Barry's oh, a, liar. Yeah, he just has something there he's just mansplaining everything yeah. to everybody like <laughs>
3: you notice they call renee ugly call her the ugly girl and i was like you guys called renee zellweger the ugly girl <laughs> oh i wrote down my notes
2: like she's like super hot
0: yeah i think they were always trying to pull that off with renee zellweger in so many roles where they're like oh she's kind of homely looking
2: you know like yeah no, oh, no she's not you can't like, make her homely looking
3: Lily <laughs> was like they just took really pretty people and put glasses on them
2: they're yeah like, they're ugly now <laughs> <laughs>
3: no one will love
0: you with these yeah, like,
2: on like she's all that yeah it's like yeah. take a really hot i a really hot girl and put glasses on her like yeah nobody likes her because she's not attractive because she has glasses and it's like no <laughs> guys are still gonna go you know.
0: yeah i know and jerry Maguire, they just put like sweaters on renee zellweger and she's like look at her she's normal now not attractive <laughs> about that like, what the fuck are you guys talking about
2: <laughs> yeah this barry he reminds me of like a guy like from a small town who was just grows up to become like a small town loudmouth and then just like tells everybody about everything. He'd be the guy that like tells like veterans who get back from Iraq what Iraq was like and everything. Like <laughs> <laughs>
3: driving
0: around with truck nuts. I think he's on a direct path to be in the Supreme Court. I mean
2: honestly. <laughs> he's, he's only got two forks he could really go down. Yeah.
0: The- <laughs> loudmouth idiot drunk at the bar or Supreme Court. <laughs>
3: They cross paths a lot more than you think.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oldie, but a good joke. I know it was like three years ago. I don't give a shit. Still gonna keep rattling that joke.
2: That Sean, that Sean, he's got the perfect—I mean, perfect—mid-nineties hair going there.
0: Oh yeah, the butt cut.
2: Oh totally. And it's like this guy—if he'd have lived—he'd be like a billionaire tech entrepreneur, or he'd be on a VHS podcast as a (laughs) co-host.
0: Again, path. <laughs> <laughs> I just chose the wrong path. Damn it. I choice. could have invented MySpace and sold it. But I was too busy playing video games. Damn it. Um, I don't even know where we're at. Oh, yeah. She just drives off in the middle of nowhere. Heather does in Barry's car. And I'm like, my next note is, where the fuck is she going?
3: She's <laughs> just pissed not- off.
0: She doesn't make up like a story. She's like, I'm just going to go to blah, blah, blah's house and yada or something. No, the plot just has to get them in the middle of the woods to the farmhouse. So she just makes a right, goes down a creepy road and then smashes into another car with another kid in it. And I'm like, there's no explanation to what they're doing.
2: At this point, though, they're still only like three miles away from their high school.
0: Yeah, they could just walk back. (laughs) Not no shoes. Well, they then they walk and they're just like, well, we'll go find help because this passed out kid is on the ground. Um, Well, I don't know. We'll go find someone. Then they find Darlene, which I I kind of am a big fan of Darlene, not because she just flashes people for no reason. but Those because kids she's just like trying to
3: see my titties. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just like how she's like faker than a 3 dollar bill, but let me tell you these things got my commissions way up.
2: <laughs> As I said like, just in the middle of the wood, is like just highly inappropriate and sexually aggressive Darla <laughs> hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> she is a treasure though. I was going to say it here at the end, but I I'm just I'll say it right now and she is a hidden treasure in this movie. She was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I I loved almost every moment of her. I, I actually can't think of a bad moment with her in it like other than when
2: she's getting beat up, that
3: it's kind of still stuff.
2: good. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's, part their, that's part of their play. That's how they, that's their love language.
3: Oh,
0: I just love how she played these. Me. She played these kids, and even when the, you know it's coming to the end, where you know you think they're going to get murdered or something, she's still just so damn charming. Like if you want to die, if you're going to get killed, Darla should always be a part of it because it just makes it oh, easier.
2: She is charming.
0: Uh, and then she just like, I got my boyfriend coming. Vilmer. What was his name? It was. Yeah, Vilmer. Yeah. Vilmer. yeah. I got Vilmer coming out to get your car. So you guys might as well skedaddy on down the road and wait for him. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? you are great. <laughs> Is your
3: friend good? He's dead. <laughs> I like, no, I think he's fine. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> oh, I, me- I
0: mean, uh, like Matthew McConaughey comes into this film, just, just
3: full bore. There's the, f- the fucking truck and then the yeah. leg. I <laughs> thought it was, uh, God, who did I think it was? Uh, I thought it was Leatherface because he has the like brace. and oh yeah, the but lane, first I forgot because I used to watch this movie. I just didn't remember
2: him. And did you guys catch the music he's playing? Is that like some proto like metalcore that was just kind of because this is before like Slipknot and those guys came out, but.
0: So uh, apparently this is kind of an infamous, infamous uh, soundtrack where it was done by a bunch of Texas local bands, Mm -hmm. but you can't get it on a soundtrack because it never came out. The LP or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of cool. And um, that, that would be awesome if you could get all the rights to put that on a record. But
3: the recordings probably don't even exist anymore. Yeah,
0: I was wondering about that, too. Like, there's probably a whole shit ton of red tape. And like you said, like, do you even have any of the originals?
3: Yeah, they have to dig out the cassette tapes.
0: Well, yeah, and, well, maybe even the bands are split up and someone doesn't want to sell or they don't agree to a price. I mean, that, that shit can get really messy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it'd be pretty cool, though. Uh, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure someone found some shitty recordings and put it on YouTube. I just didn't check. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, he comes in, he immediately checks on the kid, kills him, and then he kills Sean by running over him <laughs> over and over. Yeah, the-
2: just, he's just horror movie stupid. It's great. It's yeah, that's,
3: great. What, that's what my note meant. I was like, how's he going to eat him? <laughs> Can't eat him. <them>, he Ran <laughs> him over that many times. <laughs> well,
0: I, I was and I, I'm kind of thinking about this. I don't know if they're cannibals in this one. Because Uh-oh
3: good point good point they're eating pizza and everything
0: yeah so if they are cannibals they don't want to show it because they still have meat hooks and stuff but it's not like you see leatherface you know in a kitchen preparing the meat or anything like that they just i don't know part of me feels like sometimes this film is making fun of the first one or like downgrading every character because leatherface goes from like a really uh, intelligent, I'm not going to say intelligent, but he was very good at killing and the Dyson people catering. up. Yeah. yeah, he was efficient. You know, he, he didn't mess around with the first guy, hit him with the hammer. You know, he grabs Pam, puts her on the meat hook then puts her in the, the freezer because he knows he can't eat the meat right away. Like they knew what they were doing. Uh, they kept everything off the main road. Uh, this one just feels like they're like running around the woods screaming. Like Darla is just pulling up in a car with Renee Zellweger in the back, picking up pizzas by cops. And I'm like, are
3: they mocking
0: the first one? Or are they just like, is this a satire? I couldn't figure it out. Or
3: or was it like Saw Two, where it wasn't even a Saw movie? They just tacked it on. You think think about it, Mine take out uh Leatherface. Would this even be a Texas chainsaw massacre?
0: No, I think it would just be hillbillies torturing people in the backwoods with a secret, secret society subplot.
2: The Illuminati, yeah, they're like cult members, I guess, and that's why they do it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely odd. Like, uh, I can't figure out if he was trying, if Kim Hinkle was trying to make fun of the first one, making satire, or if he was just trying. He's just like, all this is ridiculous. Why are we taking any of this serious? Let's just do. Extreme camp,
1: hmm. I, I don't
0: know, uh, because I didn't see any interviews for him, I didn't really look for it because the Scream Factory one it has you know interviews with Barry, which is Barry was a fantastic interview for um for Shout Factory. Um, and then they had like the cinematographer, the production designer, the one of the special effects guys. I mean, they all pretty much said the same thing, they're like extremely low budget. We were underpaid. It was very uncomfortable to film in Texas. But a lot of them were like, I'm glad I did it because, you know, it helped propel their career. So. I guess you can look at in that positive note. Um, Yeah, anyway, so uh, going back to this, I think Renee Zellweger, Barry and Heather like split up like Heather and Barry go to the house. Heather is captured by Weatherface and then Barry is killed by Weatherface with like a mallet to the face.
3: I, who does he pick up in the car? Was that Renee? Yeah, yeah, Was uh, that okay.
0: yeah, because I think
3: Cause her, they Yeah, waited at the car for help and then other people walked away. Yeah,
0: because Jenny gets like separated from Barry and Heather some way and then. Yeah, Vilmer picks up. Renee Zellweger's character. He shows him the two dead bodies in the back.
2: Yeah, he's like all oh, like oh. menacing and everything. And gr- just slamming her
3: around and like shoving her. Yeah. Up. He, had, th- that was a good introduction to him. He's just over the top on him. Yeah, he's
0: extreme.
3: It's like, scary.
0: Yeah. Uh, he does a good job until we get to the kitchen and then it's just like, Okay, I don't know what you're doing. He's, he's I've enjoyed watching it, but I don't know what you're doing. I
2: was gonna say, yeah, Heather at this point, she's just horror movie stupid and worthless, which is great. And yeah. uh, and also Leatherface can hear now, apparently. Oh wait, no, he could always hear. Yes, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> I guess he could always hear, but he's he can like, I guess he can't talk now, so I guess never mind. Well,
0: he got really dumb though, uh-huh. like, and he was abused by uh the WE Sawyer character. Okay, and by he the way, the whole... at all, Yeah, but in the third one he like fought back for himself, you know, mm-hmm. shoving um what's his name, Tinks arm back in the, you know, he kind of seemed like he could fuck everyone up in the family in the third one.
1: Mm-hmm. Only
0: mama could control him. And he was probably nice to his daughter. In the second one, he was teased, but he wasn't like shocked with like a
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah, like, and this yeah, one, abuse you know, is amped. This whole yeah, movie he, is amped.
0: And uh, you know, in the in the first one, they're just like, I actually, I mean, Leatherface in the in the first one seems like he could fuck anyone up, but he was kind of like a child. Yeah, a child. Like they weren't. It was more like, be quiet, you know, settle down type of child in the first one. And uh, this one, W. E. Sawyer's just. Abuses him like hitting him with the cattle prod. He does the same thing to Leatherface as he does to Renee Zellweger's character. So he is,
3: you know, I ain't no respect hit you, for yeah, him. I ain't gonna hit you and he walks yeah. past him and just starts wailing on him afterwards.
0: But what I don't I don't get the choice to make his character only walk around and talk in quotes of famous writers or actors and stuff. Mm. I because honestly, if I didn't write down this note, I, I would have already forgot that he did that like it doesn't I don't know, doesn't seem to be it doesn't stick for his character. In fact, his character is almost useless. And it was kind of just funny when he like uh, when Vilmer just knocked his ass out with a hammer. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's just dick riding Vilmer the whole time, though, too. That's it. He's just like, no, he's the greatest.
0: You yeah, got to listen I, to him. Uh, I can't tell you. So when they get her back, and oh, <laughs> I, I forgot so she she goes to the farmhouse uh jenny does which renee zell wigger's character she like goes up into the top and jumps out the window she, so window, we got another yeah. window
3: jump yep.
0: and you know she runs away and then Villain climbs
3: like, doesn't she climb up the tv antenna on this one i don't
2: know yeah don't so
3: know. he's like climbs up and he's like trying to hack it down the tv antenna and she's on top of her like oh no
0: yeah, and then she tries to get away. I think she tries to drive away and Vilmer like jumps on the hood and then bashes her. Doesn't he like does he knock her out with her forehead? Does he like headbutt her out? She gets knocked out somehow oh, sure. and then back
3: into
2: the farmhouse. And um, she end up doesn't she also end up back in Darla's office again? And oh Darla's being all charming. Like, don't you worry, Honey? That's what it fine. was. And yeah. She yeah. ends up
3: back there with Darla again. Just
2: a, just a horny cougar and just going off and it's just great.
3: Yeah, she gets
0: back there and she says uh, she calls W.E. who comes with yeah. the trash bag. But here's here's the part drives around like, in the trunk. Yeah. And she's like, I can't breathe in here. And she's like, well, will you shut up if I poke some holes in it? She pokes holes in it. They pull up to a public area, get in the yeah. pizza. And then she's just like decides to behave and not scream. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's yeah, when you scream. They're at a drive through. And she's like, they, I, yeah, the there's the something in, are in right the trunk.
2: The cops are coming right up behind him. He's walking out there and he's trying to, he's working it. He's trying to hit on her and stuff. And she's just so nonchalant about it, you know, just that's when you a... scream.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But I guess this was, this was apparently supposed to be all tied back to like her father being abusive. And, you know, she had to become, I don't know what you call it, where she's kind of meek and won't fight back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they also explain that because her father abused her, that's why she stood up to Vilmer and Barry and stuff. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> like, is she gonna stand up to people or is she not? You know, this it, it's not like real life. You gotta kind of make a stand and make a statement with your character in a movie because you only have so much time, and they kind of just didn't seem what they knew what they were doing with her at this point. But uh, she gets back in the house, uh Darla. Comes across Heather, which I guess crawls away. But here's
3: another example of Weatherface not being off able to keep the hook. Yeah. Because he put her on the hook on the porch. Oh, did she pull herself off? I guess.
0: Oh, fuck. That's pretty good. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's like crawling in the road, and then Darla like pulls over and she's like hits her, like just taps her with a stick. Stop hitting me. <laughs> And then I guess she puts her in the car, and then they drive to the house. And this is no, where we start they, the they dinner scene, right?
3: They just drive off, and then tell them to go get her. Oh, like, oh, like we or whatever like, goes picks her up.
2: He's like we like Leatherface, another one, another one escape. And it's like mm-hmm. apparently this happens routinely with Leatherface. He's just not the same Again, Leatherface we saw in the first one. Where... This, this is four for four, th- right?
3: Yeah, all three of us. You could put us on hooks. I ain't getting off one.
2: Oh fuck that. No. Mm.
3: Not with your feet just dangling like that. I don't. I don't, I don't even see know how, how she survived.
0: You would have to your your upper core strength would have to be. You'd have to be really strong and yeah. probably light.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's just wow. I'd say she weighs like 110, 120 pounds max. That's like still, Chan shit. you have to be able to lift your own body weight.
0: At a weird angle, too. Yeah. <laughs> Behind your head lifting. I don't even. Yeah, that's. Some serious tricep work there. I don't know how you do that, but, uh, yeah. So they get inside the dinner scene and then we find out, I was like, Oh, the pizzas are for the cannibals who I guess aren't cannibals anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. and then they got this trashy house, but I got to admit, did you guys see the keys in the back? Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Like all the people that they killed, they collect the keys. That was, I think that was a really clever and inexpensive prop. Uh, other than the sound and the photographer hated it, because every time someone walked in the wood,
1: yeah, and they were like,
0: "This is fucking awful." <laughs> but as a set decorator looking at it, it looks incredible. I love it. It's a tiny detail that was really good.
2: Yeah. Then when she gets home, when Dorothy gets home, right, she starts like, spouting off those conspiracy theories. Then, yeah, like, at some point. So yeah, good thing with yeah. the help of the internet, this has totally gotten better from the past twenty-five to thirty years. Yeah. So oh really
3: yeah Oh, well, but now i'll say the, the last note i wrote was like they're like he broke another door and then that's it there's one more note that i don't understand and that is it this movie just it just went and i wasn't able to write anything anymore
0: okay i have this i go does velmore hit his girlfriend more or jenny um so that was one note um and i'm pretty sure he hits Darla more than jenny yeah um leatherface is a psychotic drag queen with low self-esteem <laughs> that's kind of what i put. and then we got wow this uh this guy comes out of nowhere has no Rossman. explanation yeah and some, some Illuminati,
2: he's like european or something and he's just let me lick her face before you kill her
3: yeah it's just once the house to started going i couldn't it, it was just it was intense and it was good and it was I there was nothing I couldn't keep up. I was just fucking overwhelmed by him. Just going <gasps> <"I'm sure." gasps> it's
0: like Yeah. With the gun in his face. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, and what the fuck? It's the most bizarre like you know, like thing that they added to the character that a remote control controls his
3: brace. He's yeah, got a whole box of them. Yeah. Why are my batteries charged?
0: Like,
3: <laughs> and it makes noises every step, every step he makes. Why would the brace have to be electronical? Like what? So he can do some better
0: smashing. I guess that's the only reason they do it. Right. So he can mm-hmm. smash someone's skull. That's,
3: he, yeah. He, he squashes what uh, Heather's skull.
0: Yeah. He and you her.
3: hear it crack and he's like, there's doesn't no he kind one. of get off on it Is yeah this, oh, he's like he's like nutting the whole time and i'm yeah. like yes it's fucking brutal
0: so i'm assuming the whole like Illuminati secret society guy the whole point of this was if you kill people you're supposed to transcend and so no. like
3: he said he wants people to experience terror
0: yeah and then what he mentioned like transcend into a different, I don't know, whatever the fuck babble.
3: Maybe it's the people that survive are going to like better themselves and become better people, have more to strive for or whatever. But then he immediately like chastised, you know, Vilmer for doing it all
0: wrong. And I'm like, I, if his only goal is to kill people, it seems like he's doing a pretty good job.
3: I don't think he wanted the people to die overall i don't get it not, not all, all not of them this. like some of them to die some of them survive that way it's like the people that survive live in with this what happened to them that they can channel to become like better people i guess in in like a weird like spiritual uplifting thing and you know yeah. somebody abused him probably as a child and it caused him to become
0: See, you got to set that up at the beginning of the movie as like a shadowy character watching them, like giving them instructions and stuff like that. And then he comes back in the third act.
3: Yeah, I'm taking that from like other movies that kind of have done the same thing. Like even Halloween
0: six did this better. This guy just shows up like 50 minutes into the film. He's just like,
3: just a horn goes and then a limo drives up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Uh, And then, you know, he. Vilmer and he's gone, by the way. Anyone who's not watched film, I, I think the guy's on screen, like, what, four minutes? Five? Yeah, but
3: it's it's intense. Yeah, because he takes gotta, it, like, pulls his her... shirt up and has all the scarification and the, the chest yeah. piercings and just licks her face. <laughs> yeah, that was so fucking bizarre. And then he's gone. Vilmer kills Jennifer,
0: knocks out... Um, wait, does he knock out Darla, too? Because he knocks out W.E.,
3: I don't think so.
0: I don't know what the fuck happens to Darla. She just run off. No, she's there. I don't think she left. But she wasn't part of the chase that I'm about to describe. It was Leatherface and
3: Vilmer. Yeah,
0: she's probably just sitting there eating pizza. Oh, man, there we go.
3: She's only there because he put the explosive in her head. (laughs) I forgot about that shit. This movie has so much random shit. Just this is what I'm saying. It. Like oh. I didn't take notes, but it doesn't mean there's nothing noteworthy. I was just <laughs> enthralled with what was going on, and I wasn't going to stop it. I wasn't
0: going to pause. I actually took like this movie, I took the least amount of notes, well, not two, not counting one, two, but this like round that we're doing, three and four mm-hmm. on this, like three, I have a shit ton of notes because I didn't remember so much of the movie. I went to Wikipedia and wrote down notes of it mm-hmm. that you know, the order of it so we could, keep the podcast going this one i just kind of was just like enjoying but at the same time i'm like man every time i watch this movie it's just fucking weirder and weirder (laughs) (laughs) but there's there's like entertainment value to this one unlike three which has like
3: next to none yeah i found i found you like write more on boring movies because you're trying to find something to talk about or you're like Trying to entertain yourself so that you Yeah, don't desperately grab,
0: trying to stay engaged.
3: You don't grab your phone, but, like, yeah, there's parts... Like, I wrote a lot on one because I've seen one so many times. It was mm-hmm. nice to actually look at it in a yeah. different perspective. And I was showing her her first time viewing. So, like, that was nice to pay more attention to. But this one, it just... Once it gets going, I didn't... They didn't want to do anything else. I just mm-hmm. wanted to sit there yeah. and stare at it.
2: I did catch the comedy in this one more than the other ones, so where it's just yeah
3: Um,
0: this one made me laugh probably the most of the entire franchise so far
3: some of the yeah how the lines are delivered are really good
0: well i mean i was i was laughing so much at matthew mcconaughey just like (laughs) fucking (laughs) going full bore and like the whole time i'm thinking dude he wants to bear he wants nothing to do with this being on his like uh demo reel
3: but it's one of his best roles i think like it, it shows how good of an actor he is yeah, he is. So Terry, if you met that man in real life, you'd be fucking terrified. Yeah, especially just the, the scene where they're driving and he's like telling her to look behind her, look behind her. He's just oh. well,
0: you know how sometimes like young actors that go over the top so much they kind of ruin their careers. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about this over the top where you look at and you're like, yeah, but you're so fucking entertaining. Like, I... you could tell he was going to do something in his career. Like, he just Mm -hmm. knew.
3: And he Uh, didn't get typecast as a villain, so that's good for him.
0: Yeah, that's... He just did a lot of
3: rom-coms with Renee Zellweger over and over. Oh, he made so much fucking money. He's like, you remember that time you beat the shit out of me? He's like, yeah, that was pretty fun. Let's do it again.
0: And we were probably shooting in non-union, completely legal situations. Yeah, that was great. Uh, But, you know, I that's the type of movies that I don't just don't know if we get anymore. Cause you know, it's just people taking out, you know, some money of their own, a few like small investors going out in an RV in the middle of nowhere, building sets, paying people nothing and coming up with something that like 20 years later, we're still talking about. Like that's pretty incredible. Um, Anyway, yeah, she runs off into the middle of a dirt road, and then you see this lovely old couple in an RV who are drinking and driving, <laughs> smashing,
2: smashing Bloody Marys at seven in the morning, and driving down the middle of a <laughs> maintenance road in the Should RV. Should we pick
0: her up? No. <laughs> and then the woman doesn't listen to him at
3: all. She just goes, "So I'm going to get her." <laughs>
0: He's got a down. chainsaw.
2: <laughs>
3: That's what my last note is. It was like, "There's a monster chasing you." <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. I felt so bad when they flipped the RV around. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what's happened to these two smashing, you know, a Bloody Marys? Are they dead?
2: She just leaves them like they do in the first one. They just The, the good Samaritan just gets left.
0: <laughs> he just and here's even more out of left field than the Illuminati guy. There's a crop duster with a camera on it, by the way, who mm-hmm. just swings down and decides to hit um i almost said rj but vilmer, vilmer and kill him and i'm like who who the fuck is this
2: who's flying that crop duster
0: that's a really good aim like if it would have been if it would have been like the limo driver from the illuminati guy who's like you know tired of vilmer's shit and he was inside the plane and killed him i'd be like okay that would make sense that
3: would, would have been tight it, it would have been better if he pulled up and like just killed vilmer i think than the 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 plane doing it
0: well i mean if you're gonna go with the plane route like who the fuck is in this plane
3: <laughs> so now this creepy guy's just a, a pilot also
0: yeah and then and then like she gets away and you know leatherface is doing his thing he does every film where he just spins around with a chainsaw and the dude in the limo from the secret society picks it up and goes yeah I'm terribly sorry about all this i really thought your pain would lead to like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> he's like, do you want to go to the cops or the hospital?
3: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: the
3: uh, my last night I was confused. This is a terrible tent job is what I wrote. If you look at the tinted windows, it looks just awful. Like somebody sharpied on something and just stuck it over there. Oh. peeling up everywhere. That's really sad when you
0: see like the The little like air pockets in someone's tent. It looks like somebody
3: in high school did it, and there were so many cars in high school had that. Oh yeah,
0: Uh, and then so he drops her off at the hospital, and then Sally from the first movie comes wheeling by, and I'm like,
2: "What is that? Who that's supposed to be?" Yeah, that's Sally. It's like 20 years later.
0: I'm like,
3: "What?" But it isn't. so So is this happening at the same time? No, this is twenty years later. Oh, she just I, happens to be in the hospital at that time, and she smiles at her. Yeah, like what? Like she knew fuck? it was happening, but
0: I couldn't. I they didn't say any. I didn't listen to the commentary on the Screen Factory, but they said nothing in the special features. I have no idea what that was about. Like, yeah, and they said Sally died. No, no the 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 third one said Sally died. Yeah, This one just said... That's what I'm saying, though. Third one said she's dead. Yeah, and this one... Oh, this one kind of pretends the third one does exist. I don't fucking know. Oh, and Grandpa's
3: back, but it's a different Grandpa. It's like a fat, bloated Grandpa. With
0: with kind of a mullet? Yeah. But he doesn't really do anything. And during the dinner scene, I saw that there were a bunch of, like, blue-faced bodies. Like, they couldn't... Ha- they didn't have the money for the decomposed makeup or anything, so they just
3: like kind of zombified them, like, fresh- like freshly killed, kind of not too old.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like zombified, like they did in the seventies with Dawn. Yeah, of the I Dead. forgot about
3: those. That 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 once they get back to the house, it just goes, and it is hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, we could be here I- for three hours breaking it down.
0: I've seen this movie probably you know upwards of six, seven times, something like that, and every time I watch it, I see something new, like. I, I forgot grandpa was even in this until I was watching it. I go, what the fuck?
3: But I don't think it's grandpa. grandpa I don't know who it
0: is. <laughs> I assume it's grandpa. Like it, maybe they just found like a homeless guy.
2: <laughs> you yeah, that old. ending is hard to follow. It is hard to follow. Well, I was trying to I've lost.
0: I was trying to figure out like if the plane. Do you remember when Darl is like yelling at the pervert she says next door? And everything like that. And he was always like doing something in his house. I was wondering if that was supposed to be like the airplane pilot. And there was like something in the script where he was watching him and he knew they were doing something bad. And then at the end, he comes down and hits him with his plane. Like that would have a tie in. But I just, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, anyway, I think we've gone on enough about this film. Guys. I'm going to fully recommend this as like an oddity in the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. Like it's, it's not good, but it's very entertaining.
3: Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? I recommend it, but only for Velmer, like not as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, just him. It's, it's okay. great.
0: Well, you got to include Darla in that, right? Cause there are a couple.
3: Yeah. I mean like them, but the, you can just, erase it's on this leather face sucked but yeah you can erase him out of it all right brad what do you think
2: i'd say yeah um initially i wasn't going to but you know i think watching this with your friends would be a lot of fun um the casting is strong you got darla you got mcconaughey you got it's just darla's a treasure Mm -hmm. i don't care for the conspiracy theory stuff but you know that's kind of old but uh yeah it's fun it's fun though it's like one of these things that's not good but it's fun. I don't get it, but
0: that that was my opinion. I was like, I think this is actually like the script is really poor and Leatherface is probably at his all-time worst cuz he's really annoying and it's kind of weird, but it's very entertaining. Like from start to finish,
2: I would say. Yeah, I also cause... like the I like the mid-90s nostalgia there too, the proto metalcore, yeah. the horror tropes in it, and kind of the small town provincialism there.
3: Do you you like that stuff in movies? Because I'm going to bring a lot more of it. <laughs> <laughs> 90s, two thousand, shitty sci-fi horror. Chris, you were like
0: a guy at a party who just heard a conversation. And you're like, oh, um, excuse me. Uh,
3: did I just hear? <laughs> you like shitty 90s music? Come on.
2: <laughs> oh, there was a time, yeah, from like mid 90s to like the late 90s where it was just all the soundtracks were just shitty. Like. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's. It's got a lot in this. I mean, you can look at it from that view. You can look at it from like a trashy straight to video horror film. You can look at it that like stars before they were big, you know, kind of like there's a lot of angles with this. Um, I don't know. I I would fully recommend anyone who's you definitely got to watch if you're going through the franchise. And I could see how people are like, this is the worst one. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe, but it's also kind of the most entertaining And number two is also incredibly entertaining. And then one's good. But I think we all agree out of the four we reviewed here. Three is by far the worst. Yeah. Right.
3: None of us recommended it.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's go in the museum.
3: This
1: is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you It belongs in a museum.
0: So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre wing of the museum. Oh, boy. Number four, I will not go first. So it's our Halloween episode. Little spooky lightning.
3: Chris, what do you got? The, the leg. I love his leg, man. It just clicks <laughs> everywhere. The sounds it makes, the remote controls. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh what do you got, Brad?
2: I'm gonna go with Darla. No! Good one. I, I can't believe we haven't seen more of her between you know then and now. It's just she kind of disappeared. I don't remember seeing much of her after this, after she was so great.
3: Born yeah, and raised I... in Canada. Oh, she's Canadian?
2: Oh, well, she's doing she... some work with Ironside, probably. She was at uh, age
3: 16, she was voted top teen actor in the Providence. <laughs> She still acted No, her last thing was 2004. Oh, damn it.
0: She must have married someone rich. Or she's dead. Oh, no. Wait,
3: is she or did you just say? I don't know. I I clicked the full bio.
0: Let's hope she's not because that would be sad. The world needs more Darla's. Uh, So with this one, I'm kind of going to go with the ridiculous over-the-top asshole in Barry. Like he was so absurd.
2: That's legit. Yeah. He's he is like he's
0: he's not just a normal asshole. He's just like turned up to like you know, I just think they pretty much gave this kid the script because when the actor was talking, he's just like, Yeah, I mean my job was to be like the most annoying guy in the world or the most annoying jerk boyfriend. So I tried to do my best. And I was like, Holy shit, Barry, you like you You nailed it i'm surprised you're not a meme (laughs) nobody (laughs) likes you bud no i think that was part of it too he's so disliked that i think now he's liked by like people like me who are like holy
3: shit you're awful
2: (laughs) yeah if this movie was more popular he would be a meme wouldn't he
3: yeah i just (sighs) he'd be like joffrey but right Yeah. yeah joffrey's
0: joffrey's pretty awful um I would have a beer with Barry just to hear all the bullshit that he would make up and just be like, dude, you're either going to run for president or just like, you know, the Supreme Court or something like that. Or you're going to like never fucking leave this bar.
2: (laughs) Reminds me of this guy that uh, my friend Andrew knows. And I don't know what this guy's name is, but everyone just calls him shitty because he's just shitty to everybody.
3: I know it's shitty, too. And he lives up to the name. So we have a friend
0: who's like commonly known. Um, he moved away to another state. I'm not going to mention the state because he might listen. Um, he probably doesn't, but, uh, he lived as he, he would be the guy you would invite to a party. He would never bring beer, never bring anything to the party, but he would drink everyone's beer and eat everyone's food. You know, you know, kind of like you have a, a party, you have a potluck or something like that, or at least someone would throw money down for pizza, something like that. This guy never did it. Always had money. Just never did it. Um, and then he kind of like broke one of my friends one day who just couldn't fucking stand him anymore. We go and we have a game night. We're all playing board games, super nerd. And he just takes like expensive bourbon, takes a glass like this forever uh, in the podcast world. I'm showing you last fills it up like three fourths of expensive bourbon. Doesn't say a fucking word, just sits down, and starts drinking it. And my one friend who is hosting just goes, what the fuck? Like, no one likes you. (laughs) And this didn't even stop this guy from still hanging out with us until
3: he moved. He just didn't care. (laughs) I ain't got time to make more friends. (laughs) Didn't apologize. He goes,
0: you said make yourself at home. We're like, dude, come on. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we have a shitty too. But he's gone now. He's in a different state. I haven't seen him in years, but. That's pretty shitty. Uh, all right, so let's go on to what we watched. Uh, I know Chris and I watched something very similar. So we'll start with Brad.
2: And I've been watching some kind of some old school stuff here recently. Um, the original Fright Night.
0: Yeah, it's a good. One.
2: Chris Sarandon, excellent movie. Uh, Night of the Comet from like 1986. Right, remember the? Mm. I guess you guys probably wouldn't remember, but that when the Halley's Comet was rolling through last, um, everyone was worried that it was going to collide with the Earth.
0: Hey, everybody, an old man's talking.
3: (laughs) I remember it. People killed themselves. Yep, I remember hearing
0: about that. Yeah,
2: and then I was just showing my daughter, teaching my daughter geography. She's like, where's Russia? (laughs) Like, it's right there. She's like, I don't want to go there. That place is bad.
0: (laughs) Well, she ain't wrong.
2: That's right. We're going to, like, throw in, like, Rambo 2 over the weekend. And the Red Dawn. And...
0: (laughs) Show a little Rambo three and let her know that Afghanistan's the good guys. Ding. (laughs) My daughter learned all of her geography lessons from action movies from the (laughs) eighties.
3: You can do it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I did.
2: The Predator takes place down in Mexico, down by Ms. Maloya down by Puerto Vallarta. It'd be like, she learned her Mexico geography from like Schwarzenegger movies. And- you just get a
3: big map, like a large one, so you can put arrows everywhere. Yeah. Predator 2, Predator 1, Terminator. <laughs> that is actually a great idea, Chris.
0: So She's like, where's that at? Oh, shit, that'd be amazing. Oh, It'd keep you entertained for hours. You know, anytime you had a party, all the guys would come down to your room and be like, oh, that's where Predator's at, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. I'm educating you. Um, Okay, uh, Chris and I watched the same one, but before, I'll I'll mention that I watched Deadstream on Shudder, Shudder Original. I, I enjoyed it. The guy, it's a guy, like, who's a YouTuber and he does, you know, extreme challenges and ridiculous stuff. And I guess he got shut down for six months. And then when he's making his comeback, he decides to go to a haunted house to stay there by himself. And he is way over the top. Annoying like, oh, does he talk like a YouTuber all the time? Yeah. Uh, And at first, I'm like, this is really fucking annoying. But then I get what they're doing. They're just like mocking people who do this, you know, like uh, just these YouTubers, these ghost hunters and shit like that. And like, I don't know if it's about 20, 30 minutes in it clicks and I, it's a really good time. It's pretty funny. Um, I just would say, be prepared for the first like 20 minutes for him to annoy the fuck out of you. And then it kind of like it levels off. And does he does he die i can't tell you the end i'm not gonna spoil it
3: like, uh, if he does it's, then it's worth it
0: it's uh it's <laughs> um let me tell you he, he's not going to be the same <laughs> uh, uh so it, it's it's uh i, so I think it's very like, entertaining so this is
2: like real this is like a real biographical real. piece yeah
0: Permits. well well, yeah, I mean, it's a fictional story, but uh, they're pretending. Based off real
3: real, yeah. real YouTubers and stuff that do that. Okay. Or that yeah, ghost hunter guy that always wears a coat and stands like this too much.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really fucking annoying ghost hunter people on YouTube that do shit. And they get in trouble all the time because they're entering areas that are private property, and they just don't have any respect for that. Uh, I think that's what they're really also making fun of. Yeah. Um, I think they're just making fun of a lot of u- different type of YouTubers because like those stupid Star Wars one, they're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Star Wars is ruined forever. My childhood is burned." Women <laughs> and minorities are ruining the world.
2: Yeah. Oh, they're saying that about the Rings of Power, too. And it's like, oh, OK. It's oh, like, they
0: won't fucking quit on the Rings of Power. So it's like you shit. have
2: talking yeah. trees, you have. Mon- eight foot monsters but it's like the you know the one thing that i thought they can't get past you know that you might have an elf that
3: <laughs> there can't okay. be a black elf they're all <laughs> white and i was like they're real huh i didn't know that Just
0: get the fuck over it right. i was more disappointed mm-hmm. though, like going through the first i think i've only gone through three episodes of that and i'm like oh man dude we got to get this going this is getting a I'm, little boring i'm an
3: episode behind yeah but that's... It's, but everyone tells me it picks up Uh, this last one before it. it Yeah, that's where I was like, well, that's cool. Some of them are good. It's got ebbs and flows and mm-hmm. things are good. But like I said, it'd be nice to have note cards with pictures sometimes.
0: Well, yeah, a it's the same thing words. with uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones isn't as bad, but there's so many names floating around that I'm like, wait, what's your name? Who are you yeah. related to?
3: Yeah, Tolkien's names are a little more difficult. That's yeah, but uh. I watched uh, Do Revenge I oh, yeah, on Netflix. I like it. It's a lot of like 90s teen movie tropes and everything thrown together. It's really good. It's got a bunch of twists and I recommend it watching it.
0: All right. And then the movie that you and I watched is Hellraiser 2022 on
3: Hulu. Yeah, I finished it right before we started recording. All right. What what's your what's your judgment? I liked it a lot, but I like a lot of the first movie better. But this is good. I think they're going in a good direction for a new day and age. Maybe it's I've been watching Hellraiser. It's my favorite franchise Mm. since Oh really? Yeah, since forever. So like I'm just more attached to it, I think but it it was gross and messed up and I just don't think it was as gross as it could be, but different generations. Well, one, this is far
0: superior than almost every sequel since two. Uh,
3: Three is amazing. They have CD man in it. Detective Hellraiser is really fucking good. Hellraiser in space. The station is a puzzle box. Those aren't good movies, they're like, great. And then the, you got the ones with the twins, you got the massage therapist. That one's really good. Uh, maybe I have to, to the rewatch them because I, Kirstie's husband buys a puzzle. I'm sorry, they're all really yeah. good movies. <laughs> yeah, but just just, suit, like, Hellraiser sucks. Well, the thing is, is like
0: I, I did Hellraiser 3 with the uh horror movie Night Guys and Geekscape, and we uh. It became more fun talking about it because like the CD Cenobite I made fun of, I was like, it seems like an old man. He's like, cameraman's funny Uh, because I mean, cameraman basically comes back in future sport and he (laughs) shoots fucking fireballs for no reason. Again, it's been a long time since I've watched any of these, but a lot of the ones that I watched, like I just couldn't fucking
3: finish. Um,
0: Now, I've never I've seen Hellraiser in Space once. It's been a long time.
3: I, I never got into the franchise, the Cenobites. I don't watch yeah. it for like, I want yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. to die. I want them well, all I, to get slaughtered.
0: I think everyone watches it for the Cenobites. And that's why they get disappointed because some of the films, they just like inserted Pinhead and some of the Cenobites into another script. And it's annoying. Um, but, you know, I have not gone through the whole franchise. I've never been much of a fan of the franchise, but I love the makeup and I love the conceptual design. And that's actually one of the big pluses in this movie. The conceptual design of these Cenobites are fantastic. Chatter comes back. Or Chatterer. He's
3: like 6'2 in real life. Oh, really? He looks bigger than that. 6'5 something. He is not 6'2. I mean, I'm short. So 6'2 is really tall to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, they (laughs) can put shit in it. But anyway, maybe they chose shorter actors. Who cares? Uh, But, you know, he was cool looking while the Cenobites are very cool the 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 um, production design is
3: fantastic
0: i'm actually shocked this didn't go to theater
3: uh, me too yeah i think so, it could have went it's it's good uh,
0: now getting down to the story did i give a shit about any of the characters in this no no but i love those Cenobites.
3: I, I did not care about her. Yeah, I didn't really care about them either. I I did only care about the Cenovites and I liked them a lot. There's some weird stuff. I don't I don't think we should have done pen head again at all. There's so many more like cuz have you watched 2? Oh yeah, 2s. So that there's a lot of references to 2 in this. The yeah. the uh, Leviathan configuration is the configuration that Yeah, like the two. last configuration. Yeah, and when you like, look oh, at yeah. God that's in 2. Mm-hmm. things like this like it's all there i don't i don't think it, we're spoiling was that spoiling i don't think so no
0: i mean they right at the very they're... beginning they show that the rich guy's uh waiting yeah. for someone to solve the levi or no he's waiting for the leviathan configuration yeah. they show the wish.
3: configurations right away like the lament the leviathan there's different configurations so like the, that's the well, one that they use in two which was really really fucking good Oh,
0: and I, would, I can tell you what the box He's
3: six nine, not six two. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, he's really tall. So the configuration of the boxes have always fascinated with me. I, I think it's like one of the best props. Um, you know, like that people can hold in their hands. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like Freddy's glove or any or anything like that. I'm talking about like props that like the human characters interact with all the time, like like the Phantasm yeah, ball what hold and stuff a glove.
3: Like that. Yeah. It's it, The Puzzle Box is tactile. They're moving it. It's Yeah, it's 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 cool.
0: I think it's one of the best props, tactile props in any horror movie. So it was good to see this franchise get back on a path that I think could be successful. Mm -hmm. I'm not... Obviously, the other ones were successful, but I don't know how successful. The last
3: one that they did that was like straight to Netflix, I think, straight to I didn't even watch it. It was good, but it's not hellraiser like Mm -hmm. i think if you didn't like it and you don't like the grosser end of hellraiser you wouldn't like it at all but it was like a puzzle box is solved in a house and you just watch people get tortured and that's about the premise of that movie but it was done really well and looked good and like Mm -hmm. created new cool Cenobites. but what i was saying is uh in two the doctor becomes like pretty much another pinhead but different He's a leader yeah. of his own Cenobite group. That they could have done another leader and not did Pinhead again. That way, would they want to get comparisons to Pinhead?
0: Yeah, but if you're taking over a franchise, like if I'm Hulu and I'm taking over this franchise, there's no fucking way I'm not going to stick. I with know Pinhead. they
3: should have done it four movies ago.
0: Now, but... now the next movie in the Hulu, that's when you branch out and you're like, oh, we're creating a new leader. Of the Cenobites, or we're having Cenobites fight. Whatever you can do, whatever you want, you can stretch it as long as you keep Cenobites the core of the story, because mm-hmm. that's all what we want. Mm-hmm. The humans are kind of just fodder.
3: They're food. They're just yeah. there to they bring Cenobites. Yeah. So that's the key.
0: And as tradition. We always go long in our Halloween episodes. You guys haven't been part of the past, but trust me, it always happens because we always talk about like new movies that come out. I think like two or three years ago, we went like an hour and a half because Halloween kills come up, came out and Mm -hmm. something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. But and that one definitely had a huge conversation behind it. In fact, we might have made it an entire episode. I can't remember. Uh, Anyway, So. It's been a fantastic uh, Hellraiser. Oh, God damn it. It's been a fantastic <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre ride. Um, I did watch the remake 2003 or whatever, and I can't tell you, I, I think that one really does a a really good job. One of the better remakes I've ever seen and uh, kind of stands the
2: test of time.
3: I haven't well, watched Michael it Bay since one. senior year so. Yeah, yeah Michael Bay uh, produced it.
2: It's going to have the Michael Bay visuals like the preview looked really cool with the Michael Bay, you know, shots kind of coming up and down and just like kind of hot, sweaty, gross, just hot, sweaty people like making out Mm -hmm. and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's got a a couple elements that are a little too shiny, you know, a little bit needed a little bit more grime. But for the most part, he stuck or their production studio stuck to sweaty, nasty, grimy, gross, um, very graphic with the violence and then you know uh it was actually a good time i watched it uh, i do have to watch and, it
3: again i remember yeah, liking it when it came out i think it's i think i watched it on hbo yeah i was like it's streaming on one of them i had to bounce yeah, between yeah. hbo and uh prime
0: yeah think, it, to get the ones i didn't own if you own any of the major ones you'll find it it's not like it's on like a, a weird one like paramount plus or anything like that even though I feel like Paramount Plus is becoming more popular. Uh but at
3: the very cool another. At the very beginning,
0: for. I was just like, there's no fucking way I'm gonna get Paramount Plus. You don't want to watch NCIS. Exactly. No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that'll end it for the entire Halloween franchise review. Thanks for coming on it, guys. And remember to be kind.
3: And rewind.
0: Yeah. I could fix it, but I won't. (laughs) Later.